I'm Margie Alanese, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. As we all know, everybody eats and all food starts at the farm in a continuing discussion around farming and its complexity and all of the different parts and pieces of the food chain. We are excited to bring you another Everybody Eats episode sponsored by Nationwide. Welcome to the Palmer Farm in Fairfax, Minnesota, for a story about life, loss, and the community of farmers helping farmers. about where we are and how long you've lived here. So here in Fairfax, Minnesota, and Mike and I bought the farm from his parents 19 years ago. His parents are the ones that actually built this farm site. So Jolene, can you tell me a little bit about um, when Mike got sick? What what happened? What uh, kind of cancer did he have? And a little bit about the journey through that, what I'm sure was a very difficult. Yeah, yeah. So it really started in November of 2015. It was the end of harvest. And during harvest, he was complaining about his fingers bothering him and tightness in his hands. Um, but he waited until the end of harvest and then he would started going to the chiropractor and thought, you know, he maybe tweaked his back or something and needed an adjustment. But after a couple visits to the chiropractor, the chiropractor thought he should have been seeing improvement by then, and he wasn't, so the chiropractor recommended an MRI. And Mike went for the MRI, and we got a call one night from the chiropractor that said, you need to get to a medical doctor. There's something on this MRI. There's a mass, and I don't know what it is. Um, it was late in December. It was actually December 23rd of 2015 that we learned it was lymphoma. So he actually, um, July 11th of 2020 is when he passed away. Um, but July 10th was our 27th anniversary. And the girls are convinced that's what he waited for. <laughs> and I kind of believe that too. And it was early morning hours of the 11th that he passed away. So. Yeah, I believe he, he waited for that anniversary, 27 years. So after he passed, um, I placed the call to the auctioneer, and we went with the date in 2020, because we felt like we still had time to make it happen in 2020. So those wheels were in motion. And then we started looking at harvest. But as we were rolling out that plan and implementing it and figuring out how to do it and the timing of it, um, plan C started evolving and plan C was the community and people coming forward and contacting me and wanting to help with Harvest. They really convinced me to allow people to help because, and I know this from my own experience, when you just want to help when somebody's going through a hard time, you see it and you want to be able to do something. So they convinced me to allow 
people to just come forward and help. We did harvest on October 15th that weekend. It was a Friday. Did you know all of them? No, we did not. And again, that's part of what was so humbling. Some, some of the people, you know, grew up with Mike. Neighbors, grade school friends that, you know, remained lifelong friends that were in our wedding with us. And others were here. I met for the first time that morning, and they never had the opportunity to know Mike. And they just came because they wanted to help. Did a kickoff meeting, gave them their field assignments, where they were going. You know, of, of those 58 people, we actually had one combine, one grain cart, and two semis that just dropped in that day that we weren't even planning on. They were harvesting next to the one of the fields that we were in. They saw what was going on, heard about it, and they picked up and left their own combining that day and came and joined us. 12 combines, 12 grain carts, and 28 semis came together and, and made, it was a total of 15 hours they got it done from the time that we spent on Friday and then just the couple hours on Saturday morning to, to finish up the one field. How many acres? It was, it was about 1,100 acres. Yeah. That's a true effort. It, it really was. And, and the fact that it went off so well and we didn't have any hitches or glitches, it just it went so smooth just a huge accomplishment and and it really made everybody feel good and it was it was fun for everybody to be part of it is what I heard from people as much as I'd like to pay all those people back I know I can't but we're committed to paying it forward um, for years to come and I've told our kids that that that's the expectation is when you see somebody in need, do the same for them and don't hesitate to help them. This um, series is called Farmers Helping Farmers and you, you just described it, whether it's a rural community, a rural community rooted in agriculture, I'm sure that you had a broad range of people, whether they were farmers or, or not, right? But. It's, um, it's real. It is. It is. And, and you're right. It wasn't, you know, the majority of the people here were farmers um, that wanted to come help. But there were people that weren't farmers. There was a noon hot meal donated. There was the evening meal donated. And then again on Saturday, just as we were f just finishing up, we needed a couple hours on Saturday morning to finish one of the fields. And, you know, those meals were just, they were all donated and that was all, all provided, delivered to all of the fields, to the people. So very much appreciated. Yeah. Okay, talk to me a little bit more. Um, I know that your friends at AgQuest Agency mm -hmm. chipped in and helped uh, to donate some of those meals. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship with them and, and um, what they were able to do. So AgQuest has been our financial lender, and through them, we work with Tim Lewis and his group on the insurance side of things. So it was actually Tim and his wife that came forward and said, we want to provide a hot meal for 
your harvest. You know, between me and the girls and my brother and sister-in-law and Tim and his crew, we just split up and hit all the different fields with our individual meal containers and, and took them out to the field. And I know that all the guys really appreciated that hot meal. You know, it was, um, it, it, it fills your heart to be able to help. Um, what I seen on that day with everybody out and around was one thing, and that was the want to be able to do more. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of times you, you can't do more than that. Um, and it went way beyond just the people that we've seen here uh, on that day as Royals. For, you know, the lunch and things that we put together, um, people worked the nights before and different things to make sure we all put it together and come over here to put it out. So it is just amazing to see everybody come and want to have that want to do more. You know, the people that you have business relationships with, they sound like they're almost more than business relationships, right? Like they've become friends mm -hmm. and, and they're a part of your community as well. Uh, but they all came together to, to help you make this happen. So yeah, there is a business side of it, but the people that work there, you get to know them and you're dealing with them on a regular basis. And yeah, they do become friends and, and they're human too. They wanna do what they can to help. Even in the easiest of times, agriculture has challenges in, in all of the different moving parts and pieces, right? And during harvest time, there's, there's amplified versions yes. of that. And then you get 50-some people here. And was that, did that weigh on you about making sure that everyone stayed safe? And It was a concern. And, you know, you get that many pieces of equipment and trucks in the same field and people and you know, combines are moving and grain carts are moving, but the trucks aren't always moving. So when you're not sitting in your truck waiting, you're standing out in the field talking with another truck driver. And so it's, it's just being aware of what's going around you so that you're not getting in somebody else's way because you know, maybe the combine driver can't always see everybody, but just being aware of what was going on so nobody got hurt or we didn't have any accidents. And, and everybody was smart about it and, and did well. Okay, so one last question. What would Mike have thought of how the community came together to help you and the girls out and help you get through this? He, oh, I know he would have been very appreciative and very humbled. Um, obviously, he would have wished it wouldn't have had to come to that. He would have liked to have been here himself. But the fact that everybody did that to help us in our situation, um, yeah, he was pretty proud. And, and so many of those people he did know and he grew up with. He, he was with us that day from the sunrise that morning. Um, that was just shining on the trucks that were parked out in the field here that morning when they came. And there, there's pictures of that sunrise. And somebody took a picture of the sunrise just over Mike's truck with his name in the background, and it's probably my favorite picture. So when we all saw that sunrise, we said, yeah, Mike's here with us today. 